Welcome to this Psychology Update podcast from the National Register. I'm Daniel Elkert, and today we explore the topic of telepsychology with help from our guest, Dr. Samuel Lesgarden, who's currently a postdoctoral resident at the University of Wisconsin-Madison University Health Services, and who has authored numerous uh, influential articles on telepsychology and journals like American Psychologist and Professional Psychology Research and Practice. Sam, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Great to be here, Danny. Thank you. All right. So as I mentioned, our topic today is on telepsychology. And what I'd like to do is just dive right in. And if you wouldn't mind, help me out with the basics here, Sam. What, what, what is telepsychology when I'm using that word? Yeah, that's one of the greatest questions I think that our field is contending with, too. Right. You know, when we choose a word today, telepsychology, that's one of many that are currently on the market, if you will. I feel like as a field and even broader, because there are tele-services across different training models, we are really contending with a need for an operationalization of the term. So we can choose telepsych today, but there are many different words for it from telehealth or telemental health, telemedicine. And those words are oftentimes describing the same activity, which is some sort of technology that occurs um, using the internet or phone telecommunications. So that can, that can include televideo services that are similar to Skype, but as many providers will note, the HIPAA compliance and all of the things that are involved with actually using Skype may make it a platform you don't actually want to choose. But it's similar to Skype or FaceTime in the sense that you're engaged in a conversation with someone face-to-face at a distance. And so a key here is that you have this face-to-face interaction via technological medium, but it, it's for the specific purpose of, kind of providing healthcare or, or seeking out input about your health. And in this case, we're, we're, talking, about, we're talking about mental health services. Right. And I think that's the the caution, though, that you're probably going to hear in my voice whenever we're using this term, because it could also mean text messaging. It could also mean a phone call. Telepsychology is just basically saying we're doing what we have done for many generations now, which is therapy. But we're using some sort of intervening device to help us facilitate the service delivery. Okay. Okay. So... But the basic blocks of this are, you know, I'm a, I'm a person who's interested in this service. I would like to get some input or feedback about my mental health. And if I go about that through either text message or on my tablet or my computer where I'm speaking with a professional in that context, mm-hmm. that's, that would be a situation that the, the phrases telepsychology or telehealth or telepsychiatry, I think I heard you say, those are moments when that's applicable. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would like, my hope is that as a field, we find that operationalized term so that we can ensure that we're talking about the same thing each time. So if I'm interested in seeking out a service in this way through, you know, one of these very technological mediums, be it via video streaming or texting, as you mentioned, you know, what are some of the really important piece of information for me to know if I'm, if I'm a consumer, I, I want to go out and, and try something like this. What should I be thinking about beforehand? 
Right. Well, the first part that I think about is that this is exciting. This is new. This is highly developmental. Uh, there are many changes that have occurred in the last 10 years even for technology to allow us to communicate in this way. This is really exciting. And I want to emphasize a couple important points that affordability and accessibility are now creeping into the picture in a really, really important way. People with disabilities or otherwise financial constraints that couldn't make it to an in-person session can now suddenly, through the aid of technology, meet with a mental health provider. This is huge. And I think it's a social justice issue for our field. Now, that question also gets at like, what should we know or what should we be thinking about? And to our point earlier, there are many ways of engaging in telepsychology. Text messaging and televideo or teleconferencing are two types. And I think for anybody that's interested in engaging in this technology, it's important to be thinking about how you would prefer to communicate most fundamentally. Would you prefer to communicate with a mental health provider over text messages? Which means that that provider might have a delay in responding to you. They may not immediately be looking at that text message. Inversely, you could be communicating over teleconferencing services and you would ensure that you're having an in-sync conversation about your mental health. So there's definitely a difference here in the text messaging versus like I can send a message to a provider in that instance, but the key point here is that that provider may not respond to me right away. Whereas in a, in a video conference situation, there's more of a, a consistent narrative where we're having kind of a more real time back and forth. Exactly. Um, yeah. So how would, how would I go about signing up? Like if that's something that I want to try, I, I'm just kind of thinking about this in a, in a general sense, like, you know, I'm imagining myself, okay, I'm at my computer. I, I want to do this. Like, what, where do I go? Or, or what do I, how do I go about accessing the service? Where do I even start? Where would I start? I think many people are starting by doing a, a search, you know, uh, whether that be Google, Bing, or DuckDuckGo, whatever your preference is, but, but going and doing a search for online counseling. And probably the first thing people will be seeing are those advertisements initially for services because they are well advertised. Mm -hmm. But if you really are interested in some of these services, some of the names that I know about right off the top of my head are like BetterHelp and Teladoc, uh, Doctor on Demand. Those programs offer a variety of services. They can include text messaging, phone calls, or televideo as options with in communicating with your mental health provider. And the sign-up process is made relatively easy, probably less painless than being in person at a doctor's office, for instance. Um, BetterHelp, as an example, does text messaging and teleconferencing. And within 24 hours, they say they can link you up with a mental health provider. That's pretty quick, especially when we think about community-based uh, outpatient clinics, and local providers, sometimes taking weeks, months, or having a wait list that is to be determined. Sure. So those are definitely a couple good options. And I would just want to remind our listeners that when we're having this discussion, this isn't necessarily, that's not an explicit recommendation for those particular uh, mediums, but they're just 
from what I'm understanding and we're hearing you say, those are, those are options, those are popular options, but definitely don't want to convey that message that this is like a recommendation that we should go out and try. But those are, from what you're saying, those seem to be some of the more popular directions that people are, are looking at, if I'm understanding yeah. you correctly. Yeah, that's a great point. None of these are ones that I'm publicly endorsing or have any sort of connection with, but these are popular and they have gotten a lot of media attention recently. Some uh, take insurance and some do not, which is another important consideration for consumers of telepsychology. You know, how can you afford this? The first thing that I talked about is affordability and if your insurance company allows you to engage in this type of telepsychology, it can become more affordable. So I know it's probably pretty tough to say in terms of like what an exact cost would be. I'm imagining that there's going to be some variability there, but is there a difference in terms of what this would cost if I'm interested in doing a, a telepsychology mental health services versus the cost of going in and, and meeting with a provider in person. And I, and I offer that question with the understanding that, you know, there's differences in insurance and, and there's probably variations in what the services look like, but I'm curious to, to hear you talk a little bit more about what we might expect from the money angle. That's a really great question. And as you were alluding to, it's very difficult for me to answer that. The <laughs> depends answer is, is that, there are various models and they cost different amounts. We have the traditional specialty mental health care model, which is ongoing individual counseling. And that is transposed to a technological medium. And you can meet with a provider uh, once a week or once every couple weeks over a teleconferencing software. And my guess is you're probably looking at something over $100 an hour if you're meeting with a licensed psychologist. And those prices probably go down when you're meeting with providers from different training models. And additionally, I think it's also important to note that there are some models that work on a subscription basis versus a one-time fee. Hmm. Where a subscription basis would be more important is when you think about text messaging with a provider. You know, each text message, I'm not going to say, well, when you message me, uh, it costs you a dollar. You know, that one-time fee for text messaging doesn't really work in that medium. Text messaging with a mental health provider is often based on a monthly service fee. And so those prices, again, are going to be different. Additionally, my guess is your insurance provider um, may be more critical of those kinds of efforts. Yeah. And, and I think to just to build off that comment, I, I like what you're saying there. There's this element of we, thinking carefully about what your situation is, what your needs are, what your sort of availability is with, with payment, what your options are there. It kind of reminds me of when you were talking about these are different popular options for services that people will pursue. The same thing kind of applies here where, where each person needs to be, be thinking about their specific needs, what's available for them and, and in terms of time and money and all those different individual factors. Sam, I, I also know that you have written and talked quite a bit about another topic in this broader telepsychology realm, which is the issue of privacy and confidentiality. So what is that like? 
what is the level of privacy that happens in this sort of telepsychology mental health world? Yeah, Danny, we're in the in between like the Wild West and fully developed. We're in this sort of strange in-between world where we certainly have to play by the rules of HIPAA, which is our governing regulation for medical privacy. But when we incorporate the internet and technology-based services into the mix, a variety of security and privacy concerns can crop up. And I'll start from the, the most basic, if you will. We like to kind of imagine that two devices communicating with each other, that's just how it's going to work, you know? So if I'm working with you as my client, Danny, I'm going to be on my phone or my iPad and I'm going to be teleconferencing with you and we both are using these devices and it's working perfectly. But invariably, we're not using devices in a vacuum. There are so many different variables that are both around us and inside those devices. When we think about the physicality, I think about telling consumers and potential clients to think about finding a safe, secure, private location, where that's not even a question, usually, if you're in an in-person counseling appointment, right? Right. You know, you have to be thinking about, well, does space allow me to engage in televideo services with a health provider? Do I have it in my office, my car, my uh, place of residence? Where do I do this? And what about if I'm on the road and away? So space becomes one of these interestingly important considerations more so than in an in-person traditional specialty care counseling session. That's where sometimes you might think about text messaging. Well, if I don't have privacy in my own home, really, or I don't feel comfortable communicating in this way in a workplace, well, maybe text messaging is going to be more advantageous. It's a way that you can do it without making noise, and you can wait for that person to respond to you at, on their time. That being said, there's a whole other thing to text messaging then, because text messaging occurs in a messaging app usually, that means that there's some record that's been created of your communication with that provider. And I like to think about who is closest to my client. And I, I think it's really important whenever we're thinking about technology, who is in their life? Are they a concern at all to that client of mine? If a client is talking to me about threats of violence from their partner. I think it's really dangerous then in that uh, circumstance to be thinking about text, text messaging as a medium. In fact, televideo might be more secure because oftentimes those videos aren't recorded. They're not collected. So what is shared back and forth is not recoverable. There's certainly a lot to think about in that privacy realm. And I just am really appreciative of your, your sharing those pieces. And reminds me of our earlier part of our discussion where we are thinking what are important factors for you know, consumers or, or people interested in pursuing tele, telepsychology to be thinking about. And I, and I, and I really want to emphasize that that's an, one of those important pieces. Uh, but, I, but I am mindful of a time here, Sam, and I, I want to really thank you for 
for all of your, your input. I, I've learned so much and I um, really want to uh, thank you for your time. Uh, this has been a psychology update podcast from the National Register of Health Service Psychologists.